everybody. Thanks for joining me here on Christmas Clatter. It's uh, wonderful to have you. I'd like to thank those that are hopping in the chat right now as we are live on YouTube recording this, including Edna and Florence for being here. It's uh, really great to see everybody. It's really great to have you out there in the podcast world listening to this episode. Have a wonderful episode. It's something I did a f- couple years ago. Uh, but more on that later, uh, just a few house cleaning things. Um, man, October is almost over. We got what next week's October and then no, November after that, something like that. I haven't, you know, days are kind of getting away from me, but I know we're close and, uh, feels like Christmas is a full effect. I was made aware that, uh, little Debbie's Christmas trees cakes are in stores. So, you know, that's a, uh, Christmas season is officially here. And, um, it's, uh, it's so good to see those. I haven't got any yet, but I will soon. Ken had to call me the other day and tell me, uh, that was the case. And of course he bought a whole bunch of them. I think he he said he bought 25 boxes of them and, uh, had 24 gone before he got home. I think that's what he said. I might've, it was noisy on the phone. So that might be inaccurate, but, uh, anyway, it's good to have everybody here. The uh, Christmas puzzle exchange uh, signups are still open. Um, there'll be a link in the description below uh, on the show notes for the podcast. If you want to join, just click that link, fill out the form, and uh, you'll be entered in and you'll be able to send a new Christmas or winter theme puzzle to someone in uh, the U.S. Sorry for shipping delays. It has to be U.S. only. Sorry about that, guys. Um, and, uh, you know, 500 to plus pieces, you know, you can make it as many as you want and uh, send them a nice Christmas card as well. Uh, signups actually close for the puzzle exchange on Friday. And then, uh, I'll be sending an email out to everybody, hopefully Sunday. That's my goal Sunday. If not, it, it won't be long after that, uh, with the name and address of who you're mailing to. And then, uh, more information after that, but I like puzzles to be out by, uh, November um, the first. Now, one news thing I want to touch on normally later in the year, since I work for the postal service, I, I try to give a date on when you should have your things mailed out for Christmas. Uh, but this year in with the, the UPS guy that runs basically same mail route. I do same territories and the FedEx guy that does the same thing. Uh, we were talking at an apartment complex. We kind of converged there. Uh, at the same time by coincidence one day. And uh, to be honest with you, if you have anything you want to order or anything you want to mail out for Christmas, just go ahead and do it now. Um, everybody's really overwhelmed and everybody's really understaffed and uh, it's going to be a big year uh, for that kind of thing. And and I'm not complaining, you know, to be too busy is at work is better than not being busy enough. But uh, if you're just dead set on getting something or getting something out, don't, don't wait and try to plan it to, to right at the holiday season. Just go ahead and get it out and put a do not open till Christmas tag on it and, and uh, uh, let it be that. But uh, yeah, it's just, uh, I'm just, you know, I'm over 18 years in its postal service and I've just never seen it like this. And I don't know what to tell you uh, besides, act quickly and act, uh, you know, as quick as you can and, and, uh, and don't put it off. 
Because if you're trying to mail something out a week before Christmas, good luck, you know. So so just uh, take that to heart and, and do with it what you will. Um, also, I need to talk about our friends over at justtherecipe.com. The holiday season's coming up. If you like, uh, you know, finding those recipes online, but you're tired of all the clutter and all the mess, check out justtherecipe.com. You can copy the URL, take it to their app. They eliminate all the mess and all the clutter and uh, just give you the ingredients and the instructions. And that's all you have to do. They have a free version with some limitations. They also have a premium uh, versions, which allows you to kind of divide up your recipes into groups. It allows you to add or take away ingredients. It allows you to uh, adjust the amounts if something needs more butter which it usually does, you know, you can add that or if you know, need to add a completely new ingredient, you can do that as well. It also lets you do conversions from metric or to Imperial and the premium also has unlimited recipes. You can save uh, a annual subscription to just the recipe is $20, 1999 for a whole year. So that's not a bad deal, but if you use the code ChristmasClatter23, get 30% off that annual plan. So that knocks it down to, you know, less than 15 bucks for a whole year. Uh, it makes a great way to share recipes, uh, to keep them organized. You can put it on your iPad, on your laptop, on your phone. I mean, with those things, you can even screen, screen them, you know, uh, to your 55 or 60 inch TV if you really need to see the instructions. So it's a great service with great people over there that I, I really enjoy. This is a service Holly and I have used for a year, year and a half before um, they became a partner here at Christmas Clatter. Um, and uh, we really, really enjoy uh, what they have to offer. Just the recipe.com Christmas Clatter 23 for 30% off annual plan. And thanks for those guys for being our partner here on Christmas Clatter. All right, let's get on with the episode and our guest who's been so patiently waiting in the green room. Uh, Scott and I, Scott Newman and I have done several episodes together over the years. And I remember after the first one we did, I think it was a maybe a guest on Jingle Jank or he was a guest. I don't remember the first time, but it was kind of one of those things. We just kind of clicked. We had a lot of the same interests, especially music and stuff. And, uh, uh, he's been a, a good friend I made through podcasting. And this episode is something I did a few years ago. Where I made a list of artists that hadn't had a Christmas album that should have. And uh, I, I did it like in June. And then later that year, one of my artists, Megan Trainer, released a Christmas album. So I will take credit for that, that she listened to Christmas Clatter and decided to make a Christmas album. So let's see if anybody on our list... This uh, this year goes on to make a Christmas album this year or next. We'll see. We'll keep tabs and we'll see. And, uh, you know, let me know. Let me and Scott know in the live chat here on YouTube or uh, go to the social medias on uh, on our posts and uh, let us know what artist that uh, hasn't made a Christmas album you would like to hear one from. But uh, without any further ado, here is... Scott Newman. Hey, Scott, how's it going? 
Hey, Todd, how are you? I'm doing Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I really appreciate you coming on to talk about this. This was this one was a little tougher than I thought it was going to be. It was, it was yeah. tough. I I, uh, I asked my family for help. That was the mm-hmm. first place I stopped. And uh, they had some suggestions and I, I did a couple searches and, you know, then some soul searching, I guess. And uh, yeah. I, I got five. I got five that I think are pretty good. Yeah, I got I got five. I, I really enjoy there are there were a few that have gone on to make Christmas albums and a few that I had on my list last time that I thought, I really don't know if I really want to hear a Christmas album from them or not (laughs) for whatever reason. There was one I wanted to put on my list really bad, but he's 80 years old now. And I just didn't know. Okay. Well, the clock is running out. So if he's going to get new, it, who was it? It was Randy Newman. Okay. I would really love to hear a Christmas album from him, but he's 80 and I would like Randy Newman at the height of his powers, you know, to, do a, Christ, to do a Christmas album. But, uh, man, uh, you're a busy guy with Christmas morning, getting ready to rock and roll almost you know, what, every day in December and and uh, in November this year, too. Oh, in we November normally, this year. Oh, man. We normally got- go daily as of Thanksgiving. But Brian said, hey, how about we do it on November 1st? And for some reason, I said, that's a great idea. It's not seeming like a great idea now that it's staring <laughs> at me like two weeks from now, but it'll yeah. be fun. Yeah, Brian and his crazy ideas. Yep. <laughs> so then you also co-host with Dwayne in the chat that uh, that uh, um, Tinsel Tunes, which is always fun, fun uh, podcast to listen to. And uh, you're just a busy, busy guy in the podcast world. Yeah, Dwayne is great. I love yeah. hosting with him. We have so much fun. We just did an episode. It'll come out. Well, I don't, I don't know when you know, these things don't edit themselves, you know? Yeah. yeah I under, I understand that completely. So man, let's get right into it. I'm going to, I'm going to kick things off, um, with, with my, uh, my number five pick, we're going to go from five to one. Okay. And this might be an artist that people might not be that familiar with, uh, Melody, uh, Gardo or Gardot. Um, she I is never a, heard of this. Yeah. Artist. She is a American jazz singer that with this beautiful alto voice. And, you know, first time I heard Michael Buble, it was like, I know he was going to make a Christmas album. You know, when I first time I heard her, I'm like, she's going to make a Christmas album. 20 years later, she's got (laughs) one Christmas song, you know, and uh, she's got one Christmas song. And it's like a live performance of have yourself a merry little Christmas on like a TV show. You know, and it's like, I, I I was stunned, you know, absolutely stunned because I heard her, I get up early in the morning and I'll turn on like Pandora radio on different channels and stuff and play like a Sudoku because I'm old and she popped on, you know, just playing through some stuff. And I was like, oh, I forgot about her. You know, does she have a Christmas album? No, no. And if, uh, if you like, uh, like Nora Jones and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Check her out. She's really good. Really, really good. I like, I do like Nora Jones, Diana Krall. Yeah. Uh, obviously Ella Fitzgerald, mm-hmm. but you said her voice is alto. So it's yeah, probably she's a, a little, little higher than all those artists. Uh, no, a little lower, a little lower than those. Oh, okay. Sorry. Yeah. yeah I'm yeah. thinking the wrong direction. Yeah. Yeah. She's a little, she's a little lower than that. So, but uh, yeah, I was, this is one that, you know, like I said, probably most people never heard of her because being a jazz singer is just not what it used to be. 
but definitely mm. one, definitely one I would like to hear. So that's Melody. I'm never been corrected. I would, I'd, Gardot or I'd say Gardot. That's yeah. what I would guess. Yeah. That's I'll have to I, check her out. Yeah. I think you'll, I think you'll dig her. I think you would. She, and I, you know, everybody else, you know, check her out. She's just got that smooth jazz vibe going on. So Scott, your number five pick is definitely one I'm a big fan of. That's a yeah. weird owl. <laughs> this was one of the sillier picks. I don't want to hear it because I think he makes beautiful music. I, he makes music that's enjoyable and mm-hmm. it's fun to share. And it always makes you smile. And he yeah. outlasts most of the artists that he covers. Right. And I just want to, I just want to hear what he would do with a Christmas album. I have no idea. I can't even imagine. I know they'd be silly. Yeah. And they'd be parody. Do you want him to do a parody or a straight up? Well, I, I don't think anybody really wants to hear <laughs> Weird Al straight up. You know, it, if that were the case, he would have done that kind of stuff before. Now, I wouldn't be opposed if right. he wanted to do it. But yeah, I want to hear a parody. And there's another reason why. Do you remember the artist? Um, oh, gosh. Now I'm blanking on the name. Um, he did I Am, an album called I Am Santa Claus and mm-hmm. Twisted Christmas. Bob Rivers. Yeah. Do you remember Bob Rivers? Some of his stuff doesn't really hold up to modern sensibilities anymore. And Uh a lot of his references are now um, not really socially acceptable. So when you listen, you know, I I, I like, I always liked him. I I bought his cassette tape when I was in high school, but you go back and listen to it now and it's like, oof, we can't listen. We can't (laughs) say that anymore. And yeah, some of it's still kind of funny, but it's just not the same and it it takes something away from it. So I'd like to see a nice modern Christmas parody album come out. Yeah. Well, maybe um, Weird Al could cover uh, All I Want is a Wookiee for Christmas and then that could maybe push it into the essential uh, Christmas music playlist. Maybe. Maybe that's the way. Maybe. That song would get in there. That That's especially for the Christmas aficionado uh, in the chat who comments on all my videos. Where's a, I want a Wookiee for Christmas at. <laughs> so, is, is that off of the Star Wars album or yeah. am I thinking of uh, what do you get a Wookiee for Christmas? Who Something like who something already has everything, has a comb. It's something yeah. about a comb. Um, I don't, I don't even boy, remember. Boy, it wasn't very good. Yeah. yeah, some of that stuff uh, uh, I've had to go to therapy and get blocked, <laughs> yeah, you know, exactly. from my memory. So but, I should yeah. watch the Star Wars holiday special at some point here. Uh, maybe, maybe you should, or maybe. Oh, no, I know. I I actually enjoy it quite a bit. <laughs> okay. It's it's so bad, it's good kind yeah. of thing. It, it's it's um it's not something you can watch alone though. It's 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 yeah. group watching. It's fun. Yeah. I would I'd sit down and watch it with you. Yeah, yeah. Um. Yeah, if anybody, if you ever catch anybody watching the Star Wars Christmas special all by themselves, you need to call. Yeah, exactly. They help. need help. <laughs> they definitely need help. They need help. Unless it's their first time watching it. Then they just don't know. That's fair. Yeah. yeah. Well, if they're taking notes and, you know, they really got something wrong. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. hey, be Arthur, you know? Oh, absolutely. All right. Let's go on to my number four, the Black Eyed Peas. I'm not the, I'm not that familiar with the Black Eyed Peas. I I know of them. Yeah. But if you said, you know, if you asked me what they sang, uh, I don't know. I'll ask my daughter. Hey Emma, what what do they say? Yeah. Well, yeah, they have uh you know, I got a feeling which plays like at every corporate event ever in the world and then uh where is the love? 
I'm not the m- most monster Black Eyed Peas fan, but it's kind of the same reason you picked Weird Al as I picked these. Their music's just fun, and mm. and it's kind of infectious. It's like kind of that infectious pop that's just fun and catchy and earwormy, and you can't help but to smile. So it's kind of like the Weird Al reasoning you had, but just for a little bit different reasons, you know, and you know some great beats. The, I'd like to, you know, their favorite, my favorite song of theirs, which I really, really do love is where is the love, which came out pre nine 11 and it's still relevant today. Uh, lyrically, I'd love to hear a Christmas version of that. I think that would work very well. Kind of the same way. Like Michael Buble had a Christmas version of home, you know, I think a Christmas version of where the love is, is, is would be really great. I like the idea of a catchy earwormy album, mm-hmm. mostly because it would help get other people on the Christmas music train. I don't need any help. I could yep. listen to it year round, but the more stuff like that that's out there, the more you know people get excited. And one of the common things that you hear from people is, "Oh, I don't want to hear Mariah Carey again." Yeah, no, <laughs> yeah. you know what? Neither do I. <laughs> but if there's something new, you know, Kelly Clarkson's yeah. out. Clarkson's album did a lot for that to mm-hmm. at least kind of shake the dust off of stuff and give somebody something new to listen to. So right. yeah, if the black eyed peas did something, I would absolutely check it out. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think so. I think it would be cool there. They've been around forever, you know, with probably 30 years or more now. And it's, it's kind of, kind of odd that they even, I don't even know if they touched anything Christmas or mm. not, but Let's go to your number four, who's a much more classic pick and one I totally agree with, Sir Elton John. This one, I struggled with this one a little bit because for a very long time, I didn't really like Step Into Christmas. I think, though, the reason that I didn't like Step Into Christmas was because in the 80s, my parents hated the song Step Into Christmas. And now it's kind of a certified classic at this point, you know, you parent a lot of the things that your parents say when you're young Mm -hmm. and they, you know, they just thought it was awful and, you know, blasphemy. We you know, what kind of Christmas music is this? Same with, you know, Paul McCartney is is very similar with um, Mm -hmm. his stuff with wings, but now it's really grown on me Mm -hmm. and I like step into Christmas just fine. It's not my favorite song or anything. How about some new ones? (laughs) Sir Elton John. He's got a wonderful voice. Oh yeah. And he could do an amazing job with the classics. I, I don't want originals. I want to be real clear on that. Mm-hmm. Step into Christmas. Okay, fine. You did it. You ticked that box. Nice mm-hmm. original song. Now, can you give me, uh, I don't know. I don't, maybe not Silent Night, maybe not a carol, but a Christmas song. I think yeah. it would be really fun to listen to. And it's another one that would be really good for groups and parties and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of, um, I'd really like to see him take a Christmas song, kind of turn it into, um, you know, kind of a nice ballad like he can with, uh, uh, what is it? Your song. And yes. uh, Yeah. You know, something like that would be to, you know, to end it. I'm not sure which Christmas song you could take to put in there. Maybe have yourself a merry little Christmas would kind of, you know, to end the album, you know, and then he could, he could easily do a lot of the jingle bell rock or, you know, rock around the Christmas tree kind of stuff with his, his flavor on it with the piano, you know, kind of driving it. I could even see him do, you know, 
killer cover of like last Christmas or. You oh, know, that could be a lot of fun. Yeah. You know, so he can do. Yeah, a lot I don't of really want to hear. I don't want to hear him sing Rudolph or Frosty. Yeah. But any of the songs that are about how much fun this time of year is, I think yeah. would be a, a good fit for him. And I'd, I'd love to hear it. Yeah. And he's a, he's a regular listener of your show, right? Yeah, absolutely. I get a note from, yeah. from him all the time. Yeah, cool. yeah. Yeah. I call him EJ for short, you know, because mm. <laughs> he calls you TK. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's what happens. It's a little thing you got. I, I, yeah. When, yeah. I could see an Elton John, you know, he had that Christmas song released. Was it last year with Ed Sheeran? Yeah. You know, and then, um, so I could and see that him. was really fun. And, yeah. and he, he can still keep up with modern artists. He doesn't mm-hmm. feel old and dated. You know, remember when Tony Bennett did his duets album and it kind of felt like, oof, boys, yeah. he old. Yeah. He did. I, I don't know. I don't know how old Elton John is, but he's pretty darn old. I know that. Yeah. Yeah. That, uh, but but he, it still he, felt he, fresh. Yeah. Yeah. He could still, he could still keep up and, and he could bring in several kind of like Dolly did with her last, um, her last album where she brought in so many guests. You know, he could do the same thing. I'm sure if he, he yeah. call anybody he wants and they'll be like, they'd show up, you know, and yeah, exactly. And it, it would, it'd be a lot of fun. Be a lot of fun. My next one, he appeared on a Kelly Clarkson Christmas album on the, on our newest one, on one of the songs. And he did a parody skit on Jimmy Kimmel of a Christmas album that he was supposed to have, which was just a joke, but it's one we really, really need. That's Chris Stapleton. I need this. Okay. Yeah. Chris Stapleton is one of those artists. I don't know anything by him. I hear people talk about him and they speak of him with very positive things to say. Boy, I wouldn't know him if he stole my bike. I I have no idea. (laughs) Yeah. uh, I think the biggest one he knows is uh, Tennessee Whiskey. Um, It's not an original song of his. That song was written in like the early 80s, but he covered it and actually you know, made it popular and he's, it's, it's a soulful blues country. uh, Almost. Would you call him a country artist? He's more. Yeah. He's more country. He's like a more country version of Bob Seger, if that makes sense. Okay. But his songwriting and his uh, playing ability are spectacular. And his voice is so dynamic i wouldn't i wouldn't say it's a big voice like you know hit all the notes he probably could but there's something he's got this classic raspy storyteller kind of voice and i mean there's just so much emotion in it i just would love to uh to see chris stapleton tackle a christmas album he could do all the bluesy christmas rock stuff he could he did the um National anthem at at the Super Bowl this year. Oh, okay. And he had people in tears. Hmm. He had the he had the coach of I forget which team. One of the coaches of of the teams was in tears on the sideline. So, I have friends that are not into country music whatsoever, but yeah. they still say they like him. So I really yeah. should have checked it out ahead of time, mm-hmm. but I didn't. Sorry. That's okay. That's okay. Um, I would call him country, but there's so much blues. In fact, he used to be in a bluegrass band, hmm. and uh, which is a really good band too, even if you don't like bluegrass that much. And but it, it's a real heavy blues 
infused kind of country. It's it's hard to put your finger on it, but I would call right, it country. Telling. I'll listen. All right, sounds yeah, good. Listen, listen. I'm a, I'm a <laughs> not going to let you hang up. And when we get off here, we're just going to listen right, to all yeah. the songs. That sounds good. <laughs> now, now speaking of guys with age on them, but still highly motivated and highly energetic. Your your pick for number three. I laughed at it at first, but then I thought that's not a bad idea. The Rolling Stones. Oh, I love the Rolling. You see, this yeah. is like Christmas for me. I can't remember what I submitted to you. Thank <laughs> goodness you have these these cards up here. I would love to hear an album by the Rolling Stones. I yeah. love them. Yeah. And we don't have a lot of time left with these guys. Yeah, we don't. I think we need a Christmas version to start me up. <laughs> that would be pretty good. <laughs> you know, or I would almost like for them to take all their songs and write them as Christmas versions. As silly as that sounds. <laughs> I think my favorite song by them is Wild Horses. And mm-hmm. I don't know what Christmas song that style would would fit with, but I want to mm-hmm. hear something that's in that that style. It's that mm-hmm. that long lyrical type thing. I I, I don't know. I, I just want to hear it. Yeah. We already lost the drummer, I believe, last year. Yeah. So we don't we don't have a lot of time left. I'm not nope. holding out a lot of hope nope. for this nope. one. I mean, we've got plenty of time with Keith Richards, but yeah, uh, exactly. That guy's going to live to 150. Yeah. Yeah. So, but, uh, yeah, I would, I would really like to hear this. And of course they're so great. They, you know, they, they would kind of be in the same vein of covering the same songs that probably Chris Stapleton would be interested in, in covering. Um, but I would really like to hear it because the, the energy is different, you know, between them and Chris Stapleton and, uh, you know, I would really like to hear it. You know, they, you know, years ago they, they covered the temptations too proud to beg and just knocked it oh, out yeah. of the park. So I'd love, really like to see them do like a baby, please come home kind of thing. Or, you know, um, that would be great. Yeah. So, or, and, uh, you know, anything like that would be, would be wonderful. I can't can't, take credit for this pick. This was when I did a search online, I found some forum and I was like seven pages deep when somebody (laughs) said Rolling Stones. Like one of the things that kept coming up over and over was Bruce Springsteen. Yeah. But I'm going to be honest with you. By this point, if I have to hear another cut of Santa Claus is coming to town by Bruce Springsteen, I'm going to throw up. I don't want to hear it ever again. It's I'm so sick of it. And it's not because it's bad. It's because it's overplayed. I, 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 I must be fair. You know, I, I respect yeah. him as an artist, but I don't want to hear that. And I think that kind of tainted just the idea of a whole album by Bruce Springsteen. But I, you know, he would be, if you, if you had to expand the list to 10, he probably would have been in there just to be yeah. fair. Yeah. I've never been a monster Bruce Springsteen fan. Yeah. Say Cole's going to bring you a new saxophone. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I like to hear that song once or twice through the holidays, especially <laughs> after Thanksgiving. Once is good. Yeah. And, but after that, I'm, uh, I'm okay. I remember one time, of course, I always like watching concerts and I'll watch concerts of people. I don't like just to watch concerts on TV and stuff. And Bruce Springsteen was on and Holly came walking through the living room and he was up there making his faces and, She's like, someone needs to get him some milk of magnesia. (laughs) I've seen Bruce Springsteen. I never saw the Rolling Stones and I I don't think it's going to happen. Yeah. 
But, so that's a little unfortunate. But yeah, is, I, I would love to hear a Rolling Stones Christmas album. Some I, in the chat said Wild Reindeer. I like that idea. Yeah. That's a good idea. I, I like that. I like that. My next pick is, I don't know if I should call her new. She's been around for a few years, but she came out with an album a couple of years ago called Future Nostalgia that has been one of my favorite albums ever since it came out. And uh, that's Dua Lipa. And uh, she does this like retro 80s dance disco music that is just infectious, absolutely infectious. And she did Prisoner with Miley Cyrus, which is just a great pop song. Uh, she did uh, she did uh, a duet with Elton John, um, a Rocket Man uh, duet where they kind of combined two or three songs together and and did it. And uh, the thing I like about her, she does all this dance music, but she uses live musicians. She had uh, hmm. Chad 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 Smith of the Red Hot Chili Peppers lay down drum tracks for future nostalgia album and and stuff and just really need a uh need to hear an album from her you know it it would be great it would not be a sentimental album it would just be a fun christmas party album um because i don't really know if i've ever heard her do a ballad to be honest with you i'm not familiar with that much of her music my daughter emma likes her and there's this kind of weird thing you're wired as a dad to when, when your kids like music, you know, you, there, there's a bit, a bit of a wall that goes up and like, wait a minute. Oh, this is scary and new. <laughs> um, I don't know. I'm seeing comments here that that it's good. And, and you're telling me about live musicians. So I should probably be fair and check it out. Have an open mind. Yeah. Check out Future Nostalgia, the the whole album from start to Start to finish, yeah. I think. I think you yeah. dig it. An, an honorable mention that's on, in the same idea. My daughter wanted uh, Olivia Rodrigo to oh, okay. uh, to appear on my list, and I'd, uh, that probably would have made it like past number ten. But yeah. uh, another very very modern artist. Yeah, yeah. I um see. My goal as a dad is a little different. My goal is to find the new hit artist and to know about them before my kids do. Mm. That really irritates them. <laughs> You know, well, so. yeah, irritating your kids is a is a life goal. I remember being young and saying, "Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna wear all the latest fashions. I'm never gonna go yeah. old." And then, uh, then you know, the next thing you know, you've got uh, you know a, a pair of gym shorts that's 25 years old, and you're still wearing them. So, yeah, I understand. I, I understand. Fatherhood happens. See, see, my my goal, my motto has been not to be the guy that thinks all good music stopped the year he graduated high school. <laughs> You know? Well, it did. I mean, let's be honest. I mean, but. it it did, but I'm not going to act like it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but yeah, my wife put in there. She knew Dua Lipa was going to make the list. So, uh, let's go to your number two, Scott. This is this All right, is let's guy see what I really was. like. He 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 knows how to play bass a little bit and uh, and a few other. But uh, mm. Sir Paul McCartney. Yeah, this guy's an up and coming artist. Yeah, he might he yeah. might be able to do he, something. He might make it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've heard that Paul McCartney has a secret Christmas album for his family only. Have you heard really? this? No, I haven't. Before? No. Yeah. I've, it's unsubstantiated because uh, obviously he's not going to comment on it, but I've heard this multiple times. Maybe somebody in the chat can correct me if I, if I've got it wrong, but that he recorded a Christmas album, but it's only for his family and it's never to be released. Huh? 
that, Jerk. that makes me want it more. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. It's like uh, one of the bands I wanted to put on here really bad was Huey Lewis and the News, but I thought... With oh, Huey, that, was, that would have been like my number five, six or seven, maybe. Yeah, yeah that would be a yeah, good one. But with Hue, Huey's uh, hearing problems and stuff, I'm just not sure if it was possible because we had to, you know, we put a stip, or put a stipulation on there that had to be active and, and stuff. Oh. But, you know, and... Well, he, well, would you consider Paul McCartney active? Uh, I'm, the the word still, active is doing a lot of heavy lifting. Well, I mean, he could still play and sing. I've seen him do it recently. Yeah, okay. You know, um, but with Huey's uh, hearing problem, I don't think he's able to to do that anymore. And yeah. uh, they had they had one Christmas song released to their fan club in like the eighties, and that's the only way he ever got it. And uh, but yeah, if he's got the solo Christmas album for his family, I mean, come on, man! I don't know who else could be on it. You know, for all I know, there mm-hmm. are other former Beatles that are on there now. Paul McCartney, he's got. Um, What's the song? What's that song that's on the the very critical list? People either love it or you hate it. Yeah, the uh, simply having a wonderful Christmas. Yeah, yeah, wonderful Christmas time. That's another one. I never liked it in the Mm eighties, but it's grown on me quite a bit, and I actually like it. I I I don't know that I would put it front and center on a playlist, but it would it would make the back half at least. Yeah, and he's got a wonderful voice. I want to hear it now. I remember. Uh, my my co-host Dwayne did an episode. Was it? I think it was Ringo Starr had a Christmas song, and it was not good. Mm-hmm. So I, Paul, we don't need to have Ringo on this. You can just do it by yourself. It's totally fine. Only if Ringo's drumming. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. But don't let him near a microphone, please. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Simp- uh, have wonderful Christmas time is one of those that I have oscillated on. There's been times I've hated it. There's been times it's like, I have to listen to this song. There's times I've been indifferent and it's just one. I just always oscillated on, you know, uh, if you like, it's very, it's really repetitive. It's not Mm -hmm. much of a song Mm -hmm. lyrically. Right. But I don't know. It's, it's one of those ones. I'm going to parrot what you said. It's kind of not Christmas until I hear it at least once. Right. I I agree with that, especially in a store. If you hear the store, it's better. For some reason, something about yeah. There, there's something speakers. about hearing songs in the wild that's very different than when I go and intentionally listen to something. I'm yeah. a lot more open and receptive to music. You know, I don't know why it's, it's it's it seems to be in Walmart that I I notice these things. I don't know why that is. Maybe their music's just a little louder. But I was there last year, maybe the year before, and I heard Christmas and Hollis play over mm-hmm. the you know the PA at Walmart, and my first reaction was like oh you can't play this and then i realized the song's 30 years old dude yeah this it's a certified classic at this point yeah. and there is nothing there is nothing wrong with this song uh, yeah again going back you know maybe in 1987 when it was released it was a little bit controversial because it wasn't of the style you know uh, it wasn't uh common christmas music style yeah. back then but now I, I love that song and yeah. once i once i kind of got over my initial reaction i was like oh this is really great this is really fun to hear this you know and if you want to have a good time go look go watch the video for oh, yeah. christmas and hollis that is it's yeah. so it's so awful it's great yeah uh, yeah I, I agree with you wholeheartedly there and for people that uh maybe want to give the song wonderful christmas time a second chance a uh, friend of Christmas Clatter, Luke McMaster, on his Christmas album, Christmas Present, has a cover of it. And I think I like his cover of it better than Paul's version. 
And that's not, I love it when that happens. Yeah. I love, you know, it's like the, the student has become the master kind of thing. I I just love that. We did a, we do Christmas music battles on Christmas morning and we did wonderful Christmas time at some point. And boy, there are a lot of versions on Bandcamp. Yeah. They're they're not all great. I'll tell you that. But part of the fun is hunting through it. It's kind of like being in a flea market. You're going to find trash and treasure at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. But Paul McCartney would definitely make a, wonderful Christmas album because he can do, he can just pull it, you know, he can do all the party Christmas songs and then he could pull it down. And he could do any, yeah, any, any yeah. song he wants to do. He could do silent night. I'd, I'd yeah. still love to hear it. You know? Yeah. I would, that's what I was getting ready to say. I'd love to hear him solo on the piano doing silent night. And that's, it. Oh, that would be great. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I think that would be just a killer version. That song needs a revival anyway. Um, you know, it's one of the oldest Christmas carol songs out there and it's to me, it feels like it's slipping away, you know, but, uh, maybe that's just my opinion, but, uh, all right. We have reached our two number ones already. And, I actually remember my number one. This is exciting. Yeah. Well, I must be I'll, taking my Prevagen or something. I'm, I, I can remember, <laughs> but do yours first. All righty. My number one, Bruno Mars. And I want Bruno Mars so bad to make a Christmas album because Scott, I know you know this well. I am a Motown fan. Yes, you are. I love it. And Bruno Mars always has a heavy Motown influence into his music. And I would love him to bring back a modern version of like a Motown Christmas. I would just, you know, just take those, that Motown sound sprinkle in some of the modern and do what he does to music. And it would be so much fun to hear. I would uh, just love to hear him do some tackle, a couple of Stevie wonder songs mm. and yeah, tackle maybe a Jackson five song, you know, tackle uh, this Christmas, all that stuff. And uh, because he's just so good at taking that Motown the bones of Motown and bringing it into the modern day. So that's, that's why I really, really want a Bruno Mars Christmas album. So you would just pull up Spotify, put it on repeat, lock the phone in a drawer and feed the key to the dog or something. Just yeah. keep it going. Okay. Yeah. I'm not that familiar with Bruno Mars. Obviously I know uptown funk because I don't live in a cave. Right. And I love it. I think it's wonderful. I need to check out. I have a lot of homework from this show today. I have a lot of things to listen to, but if you're telling me that he's got this Motown inspired sound, I always just considered him to be some sort of modern artist. So I just kind of wrote it off, but now I need to go back and check it out. Yeah. And they also took his name from Bruno San Martino, the wrestler from the sixties and seventies, but Hmm. that's beside the point. Um, Another thing he does, you can find it on YouTube. He, course he plays with live music you know he's not one of the pop artists that just gets in there with the machines i think it's a concert in brazil he sings michael jackson's uh billy jean over Mm. over his band playing uh smells like teen spirit by nirvana and it fits like a glove it is wild so weird it is so good to watch it is crazy but uh, he's he's really got a uh, kind of innovative in that way of putting things together, you know. So 
Yeah. Hmm. Well, I yeah. wouldn't have guessed that. I'm going to, I think you're dragging me kicking and screaming into uh, the modern era here. My family <laughs> is going to be thrilled. I told you I tried to get a hold of people before my, before my kids. See, even, uh, even Dwayne uh, agrees. With, I don't mind Bruno Mars style. It's different than regular pop stuff. That's from Dwayne Bailey of Tinsel Tunes. Thanks, Dwayne, for well, we can we can all agree that modern pop stuff is hot garbage. So uh, sure, yeah, this sounds I, great. I heard a Travis Scott song the other day. I I have no idea. <laughs> I have no idea why he's so popular. Yeah, what is happening? That's what happens when I turn on the the modern stuff on Sirius yeah. in the car. Like what yeah. what what in the world just happened here? It's like some Casio keyboard beat and thickest auto tune I've ever heard in my life, and it's like. I don't get it. Uh, why Why were there a million people even at his concert to be ran over by all the other million people? I don't even have a clue. You know, it's like, is it? But yeah, but Bruno Mars, man, he's, he's a classic. He's a classic. He's a smart guy too. He changed, you know, Bruno Mars isn't his real name. And um, he ended up having to use Bruno Mars because his real name is Peter. Um, I want to say Peter. Sanchez or Peter Fernandez, I believe is his real name, Peter Fernandez. And so when he was getting signed, everybody wanted to be him to be like the next Enrique Iglesias and stuff, you know? And he's like, I don't want to do that. You know, I don't want to, I don't want to do that. So he ended up, uh, you know, his dad was a big wrestling fan, his favorite wrestler, Bruno San Martino. So he took that name and then I don't remember how he chose Mars. Uh, but then he started going by that. Then that, t- that way, when he talked to record companies, they weren't like, you're going to be the next, you know, yeah, you typecast. Know, yeah, typecast. You know, so yeah. So I'm guessing. Uh, so, do you want to hear him do Feliz Navidad, or do you want him to stay away from that on on this uh, to be released Christmas album that you're hoping for? Um, as long as he covers all the Motown songs that I want him to. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Actually, I I really don't mind because you know he he can he can probably pull it off, you know. Yeah, the Temptations Christmas album, though, that, that, that I, I don't need a lot of competition for that. I'm perfectly happy with that. I could just keep listening to it until the day I drop dead. Yeah, that's such a good one. Yeah. That's one I got to find on vinyl. That's for sure. But uh, yeah, my number one, Bruno Mars. And last but definitely not least is Scott's number one. And this is absolutely one that. I'm astonished hasn't been done yet. Yeah, me too. That's the piano man, Billy Joel. And wouldn't that be something? I just want to hear it. I just, it's solo too. I just want to hear him on his piano. Just give me 13 tracks or 14 tracks of, of whatever you want to sing. The guy could sing the phone book and I'd be thrilled with it. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm so I'm shocked. It hasn't happened yet. You know, he does have a Christmas single and I wasn't aware of that until I did the, you know, cause I had to do my due diligence here and say right. like, does, does Billy Joel have a Christmas album in the Google machine? And it said, uh, Oh, he's got a single. Okay. Well, that's news to me. It must, I, I, I'm surprised that it passed me by and I wasn't aware of it at all, but okay. Yeah. I, I wasn't hundred percent sure about that, but uh, it must not be that great. No, it must not be. There's got to yeah. be a reason that we haven't heard it. I don't know what songs I want Billy Joel to sing, though. I'm not sure that it's carols. 
No, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be offended if that's what he wanted to do. Mr. Joel, you can do whatever you like. Uh-huh. But I don't know. I want to hear Winter Wonderland and you know songs like that yeah. where it's just about the fun of the season and allow him to do that stretching that he can do with his voice. He's got a wonderful mm-hmm. range that I just love. Yeah. And I just think it'd be great. And obviously the guy can play piano. I don't know if you're aware of this, but he's a pretty oh, yeah. good piano player. Yeah. Yeah. So just do it. Just do it like that. Of, of course, I'd be fine if he wanted to bring a whole band in. Mm-hmm. No problem there. You know, yeah. I think the old uptown girl days, those, yeah. that was a lot of fun. Yeah. Kind of reminiscent. But it's also a very different, you know, he's like, he's one of those artists that the different phases of his career seem very different. I'm sure at this mm-hmm. point, you know, he just um, sits in his, trailer and counts his millions yeah I, I don't i don't think he's writing a lot of new music but uh um yeah i i want a little sprinkle of the old billy joel that i remember from being in the my mom's car in the 80s you know that yeah. this will we listen to billy joel on repeat and yeah. uh, that was one of the few things you know because i didn't i don't want to listen to the albums like bread and stuff so i you know can can we listen to billy joel please for the love of god yeah. and uh, that's what we did yeah, I could see him doing like a stripped down, like piano bar style mm-hmm. album, or even like a more of a big band. You know, that would album both of them well. would be great. Yeah, you know, it, th- there was a, another artist that I would really wanted her to do a Christmas album, and then she did a Christmas album, and I wasn't satisfied with it. And that's Nora Jones. No, yeah. no, don't don't you know, you can cancel your email you're composing to me about how much of an idiot I am. It's just not what I was looking for. It's fine. And it's, uh, I believe she did it during the uh, pandemic on her own. And and yeah. it feels, um, it, it, it has a real raw quality to it, but I want that real piano bar feel. Mm-hmm. So maybe, maybe Nora Jones and Billy Joel can get together. I'd be perfectly yeah. satisfied if both of them wanted to, you know, they, 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 they want to, do a duet there that would be that would be great too yeah i i I get that i I like nora jones her christmas album fell flat for me it's like this isn't it is is pretty good and and um after i got over the initial disappointment of it because it wasn't what i was looking for Mm -hmm. i've gone back and listened to it and i'm like yeah you know this is pretty good Mm -hmm. but it's not exactly what i wanted and i know she's hyper tuned into what scott newman is looking for so uh, well, it's yeah. just a bit of a miss yeah i'm sure she asks herself that every day mm-hmm. what scott newman mm-hmm. looking for so yeah um you know you, you you talked about the uptown girl billy joe that that's that's a great illustration to go back to bruno mars because what billy joel did with like the 50s music in mm-hmm. uptown girl bringing that 50s kind of doo-wop into doo-wop, the, yeah into the modern age when he was releasing that stuff is kind of the same thing Bruno's doing with the Motown stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, now you got me really interested. Yeah. So, but that, that's a good, that's a good parallel between, between those two that. I, yeah. I it was a, about. it was a light callback without being too heavy handed. And if right. that's what you're saying that Bruno Mars does yep. with a Motown eh, kind of quasi style. Yeah. Yeah. I'd like to check that out. Yeah. Yeah. But Billy Joel, like, yeah, he could do, I would even like to hear, um, you know, I would even like to hear the original Christmas ballad that he he would write. If he wanted to do it original, I would be okay with that. For the most part, I'm not huge on original Christmas music. mm -hmm. I get more, I get more enjoyment hearing 
how an artist makes an existing song their own and what personal yeah. touches they add to it. I think that's the fun of hearing the same what, 40, 50 songs over, you know, in different cover versions at Christmas. That's what I really like about Christmas music. Mm-hmm. But I would, I, I'd be down for listening to, you know, he, as long as he, he can sprinkle a few. How about that on the yeah. album? You know, three or four, but give me, give me 10 solid covers at the same time, please. Yeah. Mr. Joel. Yeah. Uh, well, he, list, I call him Billy. He calls me yeah. Scotty. It's a thing. Yeah. I, um, of our list, Billy Joel and Chris Stapleton are the only two that I would, that I would like to do, try their hand at an original Christmas album. Everybody else, they can you know, <laughs> wait till later, yeah. you know, yeah. so, but, uh, yeah, but, uh, we're just gonna, I'm just gonna run through the list real quick for, for everybody. I had, uh, a jazz singer, uh, Melody Gardot, uh, as my number five, Scott's number five was Weird Al. My number four was the Black Eyed Peas, where as Scott picked Elton John for his. My number three was Chris Stapleton, where Scott picked uh, the Rolling Stones. And then I picked Dua Lipa at number two, as Scott picked Paul McCartney. And then our number ones, mine was Bruno Mars and Billy Joel for number one for Scott. But, uh, um, Scott, was there anybody else that kind of was on your notepad, but didn't make the list? Yeah, there were a few, uh, your stipulations were that they had to be active Mm -hmm. and not dead. So that put a damper on some of them. Yeah. Um, another thing that happened that was kind of fun as I was looking things up, was finding out that artists had Christmas albums that I wasn't aware of. Yeah. Uh, like one of the ones that came to mind was Jack Johnson. I'm like, oh man, he'd make a great Christmas album. Yeah. Yeah. Well, turns out he did, dummy. <laughs> and uh, I'm going to have to go back and check that one out. Like, obviously, I knew he had Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer. It was on some sort of various artists' album mm-hmm. uh, at yeah. some point. I wasn't, I, it might only be an EP, but still, what a, I, I love his music and I love his voice. So that's mm-hmm. what I'm going to have to go check out. Um, I, I don't know if any others really stick out in my mind. How about you? Uh, I had Metallica down. Um, <laughs> Metallica has been part of my life since I was a kid. And, but then the more I got to think of it, it's like, do I really want to hear Metallica do Christmas? And I was like, mm, I don't think I do. So no, I, left them I, off. I don't think I do either. I mean, it yeah. would be, it would be novel. Right. And interesting, you know, but, you know, and I thought, do I really want want James Hetfield playing like, Oh, come all ye faithful. Maybe on one of those, uh, uh, those albums you and I have reviewed before, like Mary Axmas, something like that. But no, I I don't think like Christmas, the black album. No, I don't want to hear that. Yeah. Megadeth, same thing. I'm I'm okay without hearing a Megadeth Christmas album. I thought, you know, Chris, uh, Twisted Sister had a Christmas album that's legit good. And I thought, yeah, oh, Ma- Metallica yeah. could pull it off. And I thought, I don't think they can. I don't think they, I think they take themselves too seriously. Whereas guys at Twisted Sister, yeah. I don't think they do. You know, I mean, they're serious, yeah, but they, they like know what they are. Cheek. Same yeah. thing as like, Guns and Roses. I don't want to hear their, I don't want to hear a yeah. Christmas album by them yeah. either. Yeah. And uh, I also put uh, uh, Chris Isaac down on mine. Um, he doesn't he, have a he he has a Christmas album. Okay, okay. So I was like, right. "Thank goodness, I didn't know he had one." 
<laughs> you know, so it's like I gotta, I gotta check that one out. You know, so it's like that's a name people? I haven't thought of in quite a while. Yeah, well, I just like him. He's like to me, he always sounds like Roy Orbison. I don't know why, but uh, I like Roy Orbison quite a bit. Yeah, and uh, you know, I I had Waylon Jennings down. He has a Christmas album. You know. But part of my MO is I, I like to listen to Christmas albums and kind of, a, for lack of a better word, audition them on Spotify or Apple Music. And if I really like it, I'll go seek out and uh, legitimately acquire the MP3s. And then I put those. I have a like a 2017 Sony Walkman. It's an actual MP3 player. It has no Internet connectivity whatsoever. But I find that there's something very intentional about the listening experience. You could same thing. I have old iPods that I've restored from, you know, dead ones on eBay. I had a little hobby doing that for a while. It's the same thing. You have to uh, legitimately find the MP3s. Of course, kids don't steal. Um, you have to find the album art. You have to clean up all of the track listings. You know, it, it, it's almost a curation process. It's similar to collecting yeah. vinyl, but now I don't have an entire shelf full of things. Mm-hmm. And then, when I when I pick that up, I don't have my phone in my hand. I'm not getting notifications from other things that are taking me out of the experience. I have a, a record player too. You would you know kind of turn me on to that, and I have a handful of albums. It's, it's the same kind of thing. It's a very different listening experience than yeah. just firing up a streaming service. Right. So when I really like an album, that's what I tend to do is I you know kind of collect these MP3s and then have my little digital library, and that way also. When I'm scrolling through, I know that everything I come across is something I like. And a lot of times I've forgotten about it. Mm -hmm. You know, you're not going to forget about a a Jolly Christmas from Frank Sinatra, but you might forget about a Chris Isaac album or, you know, Mm -hmm. something like that. So that's, that's kind of how I do it. Do you do anything similar? I'm I'm not opposed to streaming services. It makes it very, very easy to check out everything instantly, but there's a, there's just a little bit of a downside to that to me. Yeah. I'm a, of course I collect the vinyl and of course I collect mm-hmm. just about any Christmas vinyl, no matter how obscure it is. I'm a big playlist guy on mm. streaming services. I'll, I'll do that kind of thing on the playlist. Yeah. You know, like I have a playlist just for mowing my grass, you know, okay. that I listen to every time I'm, it's full of nineties hip hop, you know? So I'm just the dad out there on my yellow and green lawnmower listening to, you know, uh, insane and membrane and, uh, that's funny. Little Cypress you know, Hill. Yeah. Um, jump around and stuff like if that. If I'm not yeah. listening to podcasts while I mow the lawn, <laughs> I'm listening to Van Halen's four unlawful carnal knowledge, which is my favorite album of theirs. And I don't know why, I don't know why that's become my lawn mowing uh, yeah. album, but I just love it. Especially the, the live one. There's, I don't love live albums typically, but when you're mowing the lawn, you know, it's not like the ideal listening environment anyway. Yeah. Yeah. That's really the only time I listen to hip hop is when I mow the grass. For some reason, I find it's great to mow the grass to, you, you know, but <laughs> I'll have to check it out. That's a good, yeah. that, that yeah. would be a fun uh, thing to do. You know, if, if you and I were neighbors, we could trade iPods or something. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. Listen, we'll, listen to each other's music. <laughs> Speaking of playlists, I have the essential Christmas music Ooh. playlist where I uh, have curated, as you, you would say, uh, all the songs that are essential for Christmas. I've, I've kind of gotten fatigued of explaining my process. So I've mm-hmm. narrowed it down to this. I deemed it essential. <laughs> you know, I took yeah, my time. Because I said so. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I took my time. I asked several people that I trust their opinions on and, uh, 
there's it's based you on didn't ask song. Me. Yep. Yep. And uh, and, it, and not to beat a dead horse, but it's a really, really hard process. But you it, think it's going to be pretty straightforward yeah. and then you get in the weeds with it and it's, well, how do I, oh, I can't pick this one and not pick this one. And yeah. oof, it was tough, really yeah. tough. So what I had to do is I have a song, but that song can only be represented by two artists. There was no limit on how many times an artist could be picked. That was not that was not going to fly. Yeah, right. Yeah, you can't you can't only yeah. pick Frank Sinatra twice or Perry Como twice, yeah. right? It's yeah. it's just too hard. Yeah. So, I had to eliminate to two artists and that was that made it reasonable. Still hard but reasonable and there were a few songs that that was But the songs themselves can like Silent Night could only appear twice on the list, right? That's right. that's your rule. Right. Okay. Yeah. And I think that good that does great for the variety of the yep. playlist. I'm not as I'm not as worried about hearing the same artist a few times, but I really don't want to hear, you know, Silent Night 15 times on a playlist. Right. And the order that these songs appear is completely random. This is not a ranking from best to worst. It's a completely random list of songs. So uh, links to the playlist for Apple Music, YouTube Music and Spotify are below. And the playlist is best listened on shuffle um, Mm -hmm. because if. You do listen, and there's a song with two artists. You will get it back to back. Um, so, uh, but uh, for this week's list of songs in this entry, this is our eighth entry onto the list. We have the Huron Candle Carol by Sarah McLaughlin, Happy Christmas, John Lennon, the Nutcracker Suite, <laughs> the Brian Seltzer Orchestra, which made me laugh knowing that you were going to be on the show. And mm. they were on here as well. Well, Dwayne's listening. He's yes. he's the big Brian Setzer guy. Yeah. Santa Baby, Eartha Kit, Little Drummer Boy, the David Bowie and Bing Crosby duet, and Bob Seeger's version. All I Want for Christmas is My Two Front Teeth, the Nat King Cole trio, Joy to the World, Aretha Franklin, and the Pentatonics version. Please Come Home for Christmas by the Eagles and the 12 Days of Christmas, Bing Crosby, and the version by John Denver and the Muppets. Yeah, John Denver and the Muppets. I love yeah. that one. Not because musically it's the best. It just has the most nostalgia and happy memories. Yeah. My mom loved that album and we played it all the time. Yeah. Yeah. So anything on you don't this have list? The, you don't have the uh, Spike Jones version of All I Want for Christmas is My Two Front Teeth, huh? No. 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 I, I, no, I couldn't quite. <laughs> that, that, that we did not deem it essential. Just, just, just by the skin of its teeth, if yeah, you will. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, the but, Bob Seger, a uh, little drummer boy. That's that was on uh, very special Christmas, right? Yeah, it was. Yep. It was uh, Sarah McLaughlin. That one's tough for me because all her Christmas music reminds me of ASPCA commercials. And uh, <laughs> you know, I, I respect that she's doing something that that's important to her, right. but it's kind of tainted her music a little bit for me. That's yeah. the, the downside of it. Uh that yeah. Nutcracker Suite by Brian Setzer. Well, how fun is that? That yeah. is just so much energy. It's, it's I love it, and and it's also unique. Mm-hmm. You, you, there aren't there aren't two versions of that one. Nope, um, there's there's not. Yeah, Happy Christmas. I could, it's, that one's a little bit similar to uh, Wonderful Christmas Time. I could take it or leave it sometimes, but I do want to hear it at least once, and I'm, mm-hmm. I, I absolutely will. I mean, I don't think you could walk twenty five feet in a store at Christmas time without hearing it. So yeah. Yeah. Um, the please come home for Christmas. The Eagles one, boy, that one's just on the verge of getting overplayed, but it is a very good song. Mm-hmm. Um, same with uh, Christmas baby. Please come home. I don't remember the artist who, uh, 
who's really uh, like like that is the version of it. But uh, same thing, like ooh, yeah. can't hear this one too much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that's probably the YouTube version that gets played a lot. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah it yeah. is. You're right. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. Enjoy to the world by Aretha Franklin. I'm sure I've heard it. It's not coming to mind, and that's always fun. Yeah, that, that's proof that it's, it isn't overplayed. Yeah, if you haven't heard it lately, go listen to it. Go listen to her old album. It's, it's, I'll have to check that out. I've been recently playing the uh, Ella Fitzgerald Christmas album, mm-hmm. and gosh, it's so good. Just yeah. so, so good. And I'm sure Aretha Franklin is probably in that same kind of bucket. Yeah. Yeah. Like, we're so lucky to have this voice, uh, you, you know, even though they're no longer with us. It, it's it's right. wonderful that this existed. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and Eartha Kitt's on here. For anybody out there wanting to do a little study on, like, strong women of history, check out Eartha Kitt. Not you know, most people don't know a lot about her. I don't know a lot about her. I had to do some research for her when I was guesting on a podcast with the Christmas past with uh, Brian Earl. She was a firecracker and uh, she really made some noise and was a really strong uh, uh, lady in her field that just, just didn't take the, you know, the, the sexism and the crap from the guys of the day. And really inspiring, really inspiring. Uh, That's great. Well. I, mm-hmm. There's a there's a book that I bought on Audible a couple of years ago, pro- probably more than a couple at this point. It's called Jingle Bell Pop, and it's um it's a it's a, about an hour long or maybe an hour and a half, and it's all about like what makes a Christmas hit mm-hmm. and the music. Uh, I'm sorry, the business of Christmas music. And they had an interview with a guy who wrote Santa Baby. Mm-hmm. And they were talking about how it was written for Eartha Kitt, and she was just an absolute sex symbol at the time. You know, now with modern sensibility, you look back at what is the fifties, and you're like, oh, I don't see what the big deal was. But looking at it with their eyes, it was probably very different. And uh, it, it was really fun to hear him talk about it. Like he still yeah. speaks of her in well, I, I think he's still alive. He's probably like ninety nine. But in reverent tones, you know, like, mm-hmm. oh, my God, how am I going to write a, a Christmas song for Eartha Kitt, the sexiest woman in the world? Kind of <laughs> yeah. Thing. Yeah. Uh, that's funny. I, I need to listen to that. I've heard of that book so many times. Oh, I, re- I really like it. If you can I get it for might, cheap, it, yeah. it's good. Yeah. Uh, I, I think uh, I might have gotten it, the audio version. I have to look and see. It's one of those things. Yeah. It's like I got it. I'm going to listen to this later and then kind of forget but, There's uh, a great story on there with the um, the the guy who wrote that Britney Spears uh, Christmas song, uh, and I can't I can't remember what it is off the top of my head. But he was saying that um, you know it, it's weird to hear your own song in a department store, and his wife was paying for something, and the song started playing, and the cashier was kind of grooving to it, and she's like, "Yeah, my husband wrote this song," and she's like, "Yeah, right, lady," you know, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah I under I understand that. Well, I don't understand that, but I've, oh, I've heard what, that. What, with all the songs yeah. you've written. Yeah, all the songs I've written. Okay, you know, uh, I just I've heard that story before and seen people, okay, yeah. you know, tell that story. Um, going back to Motown. Uh, uh, oh yeah, yeah. You know, uh, I can't think of the guy Robert. Uh, I can't think of his name now, but he wrote the uh, the guitar intro for My Girl. And um, oh, when, when yeah. he sat when he sat down with the guy that wrote the book and filmed the documentary. Uh, standing in the shadows of Motown, they went out to eat. My, my girl came on over the radio and, uh, 
and Robert, the guitarist, went to stop the the waiter and tell him that he's the one that wrote the lick to that song, but stopped. And uh, and the guy that that wrote the book and stuff, he was like, "You were going to tell him you wrote that guitar part." And he goes, "Yeah, I was, but he wouldn't have believed me." You yeah. know, and so it was just kind of sad. You, you know? had me watch. That's the one you yeah. recommended to me, right? Yeah, yes. I watched. I, I I don't remember sitting down and watching it, but I I know I did, and it was yeah. really good. I've watched I've watched it a lot. It's one of those that I just every couple of years I I pop it on, turn it on, and just watch through it. So yeah, that's how uh, I feel about uh, Jingle Bell Rocks. I love that yeah, documentary. That is wonderful. I, 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 I'm trying to watch it every like not every maybe every single year, but every other year really fun and it also reminds me that i'm not the weirdest christmas music lover in the world and that's pretty that's pretty that's, good that's pretty good to know yeah but, i had my uh, wife watch it you know like look could be so much worse and she's like yeah you're right <laughs> absolutely well scott let everybody know where they can get a hold of you or follow you at uh, with your various projects you got well you could either find me and Dwayne at tinsel tunes uh you can go to tinseltunes.com find all of our back episodes on there i think we're we're just about at 60 you know, we, we only do once a month. It's a lot of work for those, but it's, and it's also hard to uh, coordinate time with Dwayne being in New Zealand and me being in Denver. It's, uh, you know, there, there's only like one time in a week that we can make it work uh, between Saturday <laughs> and Sunday, but uh, it's so much fun. We love going in deep into the history of Christmas uh, songs and carols. We've done some kind of like more offbeat and obscure ones like Miss Fogarty's Christmas cake and mm-hmm. stuff in the off season. But now, you know, this, this is our, our busy time of year. So we'll be doing two carols for November and December. And then uh, I also do Christmas morning with Bran from Deck the Hallmark. And we're about to go daily on November 1st. Uh, after Christmas, we'll go back to our weekly cadence. And that's kind of a Christmas morning show. That's what we envisioned it to be where we, go over TV listings, the days until Christmas, tell a bad Christmas joke, have some Christmas news. But then the most fun thing that we do is we have a Christmas music battle and we pick a song, like for instance, Silent Night, the song we keep talking about today. And what we'll do is um, I'll look for a version on bandcamp.com, which is an independent artist site, mostly unsigned and independent artists. And Brian will look for a version and then we'll also take listener submissions and we'll pick one of those. And then we'll play all three songs blind. So you don't know who submitted it and uh, listeners get to vote on who brought the best version. So there's a little bit of a bragging rights thing. The uh, Brian won the first year. I won the second year and the listeners just won this year so it's yeah it's working out great it's so fun and we get to learn about all these new artists that you just never hear never hear of like for instance uh, there's an artist named jose james and he's on spotify and apple music but we found him on bandcamp as long as it's on bandcamp it's fair game Mm -hmm. and he is just absolutely wonderful he's got a delightful christmas album and that one has absolutely made that mp3 player i was talking about really it's, i yeah he's he he would be up there in a in, in a top 10 for me so jose james if, if you're looking for something good uh you know kind of a, a little bit crooner-esque a little soulful mm-hmm. give it a listen so much oh, fun yeah. and i would have never found it if a listener hadn't picked a version of and um on the second uh, Wednesday of every month, we we have to pick an original Christmas song. That's our rule that we've mm-hmm. come up with. And that's how we found him. He had an original Christmas song. And uh, otherwise, it would have just never made my radar. So I'm so thankful and lucky that we do that. And, uh, you know, it's going to be our busy season, but we're really looking forward to it. And it's it's kind of fun. The reason that we started doing it was 
the Christmas season just seems to go by in a blur and you blink your eyes and all, you know, one day it's 50 days until Christmas. The next day it's 10 and you're like, where yeah. did the time go? Yeah. So it's fun to stop every day and say, Hey, you know, 49 days until Christmas. And, you know, we also get to say like, Hey, to, you know, tomorrow is the Rockefeller tree lighting on NBC or something like that. Yeah. So um, that, that's a lot of fun. And it's been really cool in the summer because uh, you know, people uh, it's, it's like we found our tribe. It's all these people that are really missing Christmas. So there's a little bit of a camaraderie there of uh, we're all getting really excited when Walmart and Lowe's and Home Depot start putting mm -hmm. out Christmas stuff and people send me, things. So I wouldn't, you know, it's a lot of work, but it's a labor of love and uh Christmas morning podcast.com. You can find that there as well. All right. Jose James. Jose James. All right. I'll have to check J -O -S -D, that out. Jose James. Yeah. I'll have to check that out. And uh, all the links to uh, Scott's shows are in the show notes in the description. So you just tap, tap away uh, for those in the chat, just hang tight. We'll be back with you shortly. Uh, for those just listening to the podcast, thank you for taking your time to listen to Scott and I here on Christmas Clatter, uh, talk about the, these artists and hopefully maybe one or all of them uh, release a Christmas album soon. And yeah, if uh, we're lucky. Yeah. If your schedule uh, ever permits it, we'd love to see you live on YouTube at 8 p.m. Central Time on Wednesday nights. We'll be weekly through Christmas. And uh, love you have to have you join us in the chat if possible to be a part of the best Christmas community on YouTube. Mm -hmm. Um, I just claiming that title. There might be some that are better, but I'm claiming it. Do you have a the, name for all the, the, the people, the clatterers? I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. We, see, not, we, we get to call them Christmas morning people yeah. for our show. And that one worked out pretty well. Another listener suggested on that one. We yeah. got lucky. Yeah. I've never, I never did the, did a name for, mm. you guys got a name for Christmas clatter <laughs> the, fans. The, Let the, me know. The clatterati. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. The, the clatterati or something. If you guys got a name, uh, to name yourselves, go ahead and, and uh, let me know. We'll, we'll we'll work on that because I know like uh, Brian calls everybody sugar plums. Oh yeah, that's theirs. right. Yeah, yeah. When did his shows start? They got it's got to be soon, right? Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be. Usually, I don't know. It's in my yeah. feed. It'll 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 just yeah. drop at some point. And it's like, hey, surprise! Here it is. Yeah, I'm sure he's eyeball deep into doing it right now. But uh, yeah, it's true. Yeah, but. Uh, uh, one of the great things about joining us in the live chat is uh, once the podcast is over, we'll stick around a few more minutes and talk with you guys, answer any questions and, uh, <clears throat> and see how, how, uh, you know, there's been some interesting things happen after the podcast. Just <laughs> so, so, get a little blue. Yeah, so, uh, <laughs> but uh, guys, thanks so much for listening to me here on Christmas clatter. And uh, until I see you guys again, remember, Keep Christmas hope alive every day.